You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Double tackle, the defensive end. If he's over, if he's back, he drives down the first man who's inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. No one shows. Go right by him and field him back. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, that's inside. The YN has the linebacker in. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. I'm joined alongside my buddy, Jacob, from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. And this is just kind of a surprise broadcast. Uh, some people found out last second uh, on the live interview I did with Mike Wall just a second ago. I've got Chalk Talk geared up for the Atlanta Falcons game, and I thought, let's hammer it out right now. I didn't promote this at all, so if you're in the chat, we'll try to get to the chat at the end, but we're going to try to go rapid fire because there are a ton of plays, a ton of plays that uh, that stood out to me in Sunday's game. And the way that I like to do this, you know, some folks, they like to break down tape and and do their, you know, little film session. They just, they'll show plays, they'll show all 22 and most of the time you find yourself, and this isn't the knock them, they're, they have a purpose with their videos too. They're they're trying to deep dive on a specific technique, a specific situation, of a, a specific play. I like to go through what I call the game flow, the flow of the game. It's so easy for fans, and I've been as guilty as anyone, to pick out a play and go, man, I can't believe they did that right there. I can't believe that happened here. And and not even with without any context of here's why it happened and here's how it affected the end result of the game. That's the purpose of this. So we're going to go through in chronological order the plays throughout the game that kind of impacted it the most to me, okay? So that's how we're going to kind of hit on it. Uh, Here in the chat, we got Dakota. What's up, buddy? He said, you you got me properly distracted here, bud. Sorry about it, man. You better better take care of that J-O-B, pal. Uh, Let's see. We got Dro in the house. And we got United Bates. Appreciate y'all dropping in and hanging out. We're still going to go live for Packers Total Access live tonight at 8 o'clock or 7 Central, 8 Eastern. So wait for that. But let's waste no more time. Let's get right into Chalk Talk. You ready, Jacob? Let's go. All right, here we go. Confirm you can see that for me. You got it right? Yep. 
All right, here we go. This first play that stood out to me right off the bat, uh, 12 minutes, 40 seconds left in the first quarter. It's a first and 10 play for the Atlanta Falcons. We come out in a nickel two, four, five. I've got 93, 19 front, but it's actually more of a four. So it's a nine, four, one, nine. Okay. So you basically got Kenny Clark rather than playing the three. He's more playing kind of nose up on the guard. Some people would say it's a five. Uh, you're kind of splitting hairs, in my opinion. I think it's more of a four. And the goal is to isolate him on the left guard, okay? We're running a cover three zone match. And what appears to me, and to the best of my knowledge, this is the first time I recognize it this young football season, the first time we're in Meg. I believe this is a Meg defender here. And and I think he's covering this receiver. What, what Meg means in this zone match coverage is man everywhere you go. OK, so they put a man coverage on him while everyone else is playing zone match. That's what it appears to me. And if you'll notice, too, as the play goes along, Darnell Savage, I feel like is playing bracket coverage on that same receiver. So they seen something on tape where they said, OK, when they go to this this wide look, which essentially they went to an 11 personnel and 11 gun and they flex Bijan out. You'll see that this is actually Bijan right here. That's in the uh, in motion okay so they went to an empty set and when they do that the green bay packers and joe barry more specifically seen something where they like to go to this slot defender it's probably because they're creating this eye candy here right and they like to hammer the front side uh you know whether it's a sit slot you know a slant whatever so you've got Darnell Savage kind of playing that bracket coverage on that slot and taking that out of the equation and it forces Desmond Ritter to look left. Okay. Now, what you, what I want you to key in on on the defensive side of the ball here is Kenny Clark. He's going to absolutely abuse this uh, this left guard here. Okay. So you're kind of playing nose up on the tackle. Of course, the tackle knows his responsibility is going to be to block this wide nine look here in Preston Smith. That's going to free Kenny up to get a free run, not really a free run, but to bull rush his way to Desmond Ritter. Let's roll the tape there. You see the eye candy, the motion. Watch Kenny pressure. Pressure, pressure. Look at him drive that guard back, guys. Absolutely abused him. Pressure leads to what, Jacob? Pick. There it is. Pressure pick, coverage sack, right? There's your pressure pick. Now, I want you to look at it from this other angle again, but look, watch the ball come out of his hand right here. Look how much he affected that. You got you love that. We need that, that face frame, don't we? We need yeah. that in the game room here. That's what we need. So, again, I'm going to play it in slow motion here for you guys just so you can kind of see. Look at Sewell. I mean, just an excellent job here. And again, this is when we were in a single high look. I know many people like to pretend like all we did was play too high shell. That is not the case. But one of the biggest plays of the game actually came in a single high look. All right, let's move on to the next play. This comes first quarter, 11-22 left. Okay, so this is immediately following. This is a third and 11 play. And we come out in an 11-gun empty, strong right, T-week. Okay, what does that mean? Really, really quick for those who may not know, 11-gun simply means one running back, one tied in. There's your running back. There's your tight end. It's 11-gun empty. Notice the backfield is empty, right? You've got strong right, meaning the tight end is on the right side of the field. And then T weak, there's your T, okay? So 11-gun empty, strong right, T weak. And I just put free rush. I don't want you to focus on the routes. I don't want you to focus on anything other than the free rusher that comes here. I'm going to play it, then we're going to go behind the line of scrimmage, all right? People seen this, and they said, what was Rasheed Walker doing? What a horrible rep. I'm going to explain to you what he was doing, Okay. This is – imagine you're either the center or Jordan Love. We don't know if Jordan Love is setting the protection or not. I personally think it's all Josh Myers setting the protection. They don't want to put that based off of the comments that Matt LaFleur said this whole offseason. They're allowing Josh to handle that so Jordan can free his mind up to do other things, okay? So when you come to this 
this point right here, it all comes down to hat count. Okay, let's look at the hat count on defense here, Jacob. Here, at, at first glance, it looks like you've got one, two, three, four, five rushers, right? Now, understand, this linebacker may be dropping back. He isn't, but Jordan's got to be taking that into consideration, and so does Josh Myers, okay? So if Josh Myers comes up and sets the protection, right, and you assume those are your five rushers, how many guys do you have to block? They're going to run a double leak, okay? What's that mean? It means uh, Patrick Taylor here on the end and Luke Musgrave are going to chip block and then leak out. So you can't just assume they're going to block their guys the entirety of the play. You, It's help. It's extra help to funnel those wide edges that Matt LaFleur likes to run as well, funnel those wide edges a little bit back inside, okay? They're not the primary blocker. So essentially when you talk about a hat count, you've got five potential rushers, right? And how many blockers do you got? One, two, three, four, five, right? So it's five on five. And the way that this is going to be set up, as they come to the line, I guarantee you what happened was Josh Myers IDs the mic. He says, this is the mic. What's the mic? It's the, the impact point, the center point of the pass rush, okay? So you're trying to set your protection. You ever seen the quarterback come to the line, Jacob, and he points and goes, 57's the mic, 53's the mic, right? Yep. He's setting the protection. You'll notice Jordan Love isn't doing that. If he is, he's doing it in a minimal amount because Josh Myers, I believe, personally is in control of that at the moment. All right. Now, it may not be for long. We'll we'll find out. But so if he sets him as the mic, this is your pass protection. Rasheed Walker has the wide nine, right? You've got Elton here. That's two, three, four, five, right? Now, keep in mind that these guys out here are going to chip. You're going to chip and leak, right? Chip and leak. Now, the camera will go off of them before you can actually see that. But you see your five-on-five matchup with a seven-on-five when you talk about the chip help, right? So you think you're golden here. Wrong. I want you to key in on this guy right here. That guy's firing, too. So he is unaccounted for. So when you see Rasheed Walker bounce out here and block this guy, that's what the protection was set on simply because this was ID'd as your mic. So you've got Rasheed on him, bang, bang, bang. Bang, right? Well, guess what happens? Free rush. Guess who this is on, Jacob? This is on Jordan. Yeah. Jordan has got to know if they bring him, right, then there's a free rusher. And he, at this point, he doesn't even think. I mean, you kind of see where Jordan's eyes are, too. He's looking over here, right? And you see this guy creeping up right before the snap. Now, how do you combat this? You don't have enough blockers in, right? There's one of two ways you can handle it. You can change the protection as a quarterback until – your boy right here, hey, you're staying in blocking or you're staying in blocking, and then you slide the protection in the opposite direction. That doesn't happen. Another way is a lot of times when you've got a five-man protection, the quarterback, it's their responsibility to identify the free rusher and say, I've got him. What does that mean? It doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to juke him out. I'm going to play it that way. No, it means you've got a hot read. With a hot read, it would be, I guarantee you if Aaron Rodgers, and again, this isn't to compare Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers. I'm not getting into that argument. I'm, I'm showing you the difference. These are the things we talked about. I don't doubt Jordan Love can play quarterback in this league. I don't doubt that he has the awareness, the pocket presence, more athleticism than a current you know, 40-year-old, 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt about that, right? But it's the ability to come out and identify these things, and you would tell your rookie wide receiver, keep in mind it's a rookie, that's tough, you're going to be the hot read. Basically, you're telling Jaden Reed, I need you to peek here. You might give a tap of the helmet, a little hip rub, something, a signal to him. I need you to focus here. And if this guy blitzes, then what I need you to do, forget your route that might have been down here. I need you to break that thing off and give me a hot route. Give me a hot read. That makes sense, Jacob? 
Yes, sir. Yeah. So it doesn't happen. Watch right here. The play, and, and they're IDing him right there on the TV copy. You're going to see this guy come free. People blamed Rashid. It wasn't Rashid. It was the protection that was set. Free rusher. Oh, crap. Now, look at, look at real quick, and, and I'll take your question there, Jacob. If you look back, watch Jaden Reed. There is nothing broke off there. There was no hot signal going in. Look at this. See how he's going down the field? Jordan is screwed. Right. That is called hat count. That's called a plus one. You've got a free rusher, and it all happened before the ball was even snapped. Go ahead, Jacob. Gotcha. No, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate, I guess. So, Rashid Walker, if you can slowly start that snap count, doesn't he see what the linebacker is doing, though? How does he willingly – does he assume that Elton Jenkins is going to pick that backer up? Or, like, if as you just said, they have that coverage already pre-picked out. So, how – in my opinion, I'm looking at – I'm saying Rashid Walker completely let that one slide. So, how – if you, can you over explain that maybe just to, as to why that absolutely. was absolutely you know how we talk about sugaring right yeah where, yeah where the backers you've seen it a thousand times they'll come up and do this and then they drop back right exactly. well if if at this point Rashid Walker all of a sudden says you know what that guy might be firing I'm just going to block him guess what happens this running back is thinking he's got help on this side he's going to chip and then go out and then this guy comes in free see so once the protection is set there's no turning back. That's why it's important to have a hot read. That's the number one way that you can combat this is by having a hot read, right? Either that or changing the protection and telling these guys. Like what you're essentially saying is at this point right here, what if we change the protection, right? That's what you, essentially what you're saying. Rashid Walker, change your protection right. and go here. A thousand times out of a thousand times, this look happens. And I guarantee you Aaron Rodgers does one of two things. He says, hey, I need you to give me a hot, okay, help me out here, give me a quick – because imagine if he runs that little drag right there. That ball's coming out, bang, look at all this space right here, right? Yeah. Now, the other thing, I said one of two things. The other thing would be how many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers take the play clock up to the last second, Jacob? Yes. Quite and a bit. how many times have fans bitched and moaned, bro? What are we doing? Why are we waiting to the last second? Because you wait to the last second – so you see these guys tip their hand. And when they tip their hand, guess what Aaron does? He'll call out some kind of signal. It, it might be, uh, let's call it, a, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think, salty, salty. What's that mean? Or, or he, might say, uh, he might say, Larry, Larry, what's that mean? It means everybody in the protection slide left. So what does that mean? Everybody in the protection slide left. And if that happens, guess what happens? Elton Jenkins slides over. The center goes left instead of right. John Runyon covers the uh, the guy that was playing closest to the nose, and Tom right here doesn't have a free rusher, right? Or you just change the protection altogether and tell either Patrick Taylor or Luke Musgrave, you're staying in the block. Now we got six on six. It's all a hat count game. It sounds so simple, Jacob, but football is a simple numbers game. It's a numbers game, and you're attacking space and defending space. But that's why the sack happened. And, again, the casual fan – been there, done that, got multiple T-shirts. You see that and go, Rasheed Walker's a moron. He didn't block his guy. That wasn't the case at all. The protection was set on identifying the mic in that A-gap right, and that's that's how the play ended up the way it was. So what you've got is inexperience at the quarterback position. Totally cool. He's probably, like I said, I'm 99% sure he's not the one calling protections. And then you've got Josh Myers at center, who in the past – Remember, I don't know if you listened to the pod that I did where Jason Wildey talked about how um, this offseason Josh Myers admitted, man, it's going to be rough this year because I couldn't tell you how many times a game Aaron overrided me 
and I had the protection set wrong and Aaron fixed it for me. You remember me talking about that? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, and that's that's what we mean by growing pains. Right. Like it's this doesn't mean Josh Myers is horrible. This doesn't mean Jordan Love is horrible. These are the things, the games that go on on Sunday. Right. And it's why you need experience at the quarterback position. So hopefully that makes sense. But let's move on here. Um, next play. Again, that was a missed opportunity, in my opinion, there. I, this this I don't think this. Yeah, this obviously wasn't the same drive. That was kind of a drive killer, if I remember correctly. So let's fast forward to the second quarter, 13 minutes, 40 seconds left. Notice it's three to zero Falcons. Right. You got that pick and didn't convert, didn't turn it into points. Right. Big missed opportunity. So when we talk about the Packers winning the turnover differential, they won a the turnover differential, but they turned zero of it into points. Right. So that's that's huge too. Second quarter, 1340 left. First and goal play. The Packers finally get their crap together. We're moving the ball, right? And this is one of those positive plays. This is the Z Z Jet touch. Okay. So they come out in an 11 gun stack, strong right, T same, Z Jet touch. All right, let's talk real quick what that means and we'll roll the play. This is a really, really simple play. 11 simply means one running back, one tied in, strong right. The, the tight ends on the right side of the uh, formation. The uh, T same simply means the T is on the same side as the tight end, and we're going Z jet touch, okay, Z jet touch. Some people call this a pop pass. I've always heard it called a touch pass. Essentially what's going to happen, the ball is going to be snapped to Jordan Love, and as the ball is getting ready to be snapped, you're getting a Z motion, which is Jaden Reed. The ball is going to be snapped to Jordan. He's going to catch it and just do a quick flip forward, a little touch pass. Some people are calling it pop passes. That's totally cool. You can call it whatever you want. You can, I don't care what you call it. Um, but little touch pass to Jaden Reed. He's going to take the corner. Gets no help whatsoever. Jaden Reed's a dog. You guys seen what he graded out at PFF, and it was rightfully so. Because Patrick Taylor's the lead blocker here, Jacob. Watch Patrick Taylor. This is all Jaden Reed. He does nothing. Like nobody else does anything. Look at this. <laughs> oh my God. Breaks the tackle, has the speed to get to the corner. Touchdown. This kid's special. Again, cutting the corner there. Just a just a phenomenal play. I am so excited to have him on this team, man. Imagine him in three or four years, Jacob. He's gonna be yeah. a stud, dude. Imagine now, him in three or four weeks, dude. I'm I'm talking yeah. about those. He knows how to play. He's a pro ready guy. Yeah, this is a really cool angle as we play it in slow motion. Quick touch, see him catch it, touch it forward, yeah. bang. Oh, it's yeah. almost like it's basically a sweet play, but, you know, they left the brooms at home. Nobody swept the damn thing. Did you, see that? Jaden Reed. Did you see that right end there? He just goes. <laughs> <laughs> he just stands there in football ready stance. Like, uh, that. Well, look at him right here over there at the left. Um, oh, I'll crap. And I'll shuffle. <laughs> yeah, so, again, man, uh, that's just our player is better than you right here, Jaden Reed. <laughs> made chicken salad out of chicken, you know what. There's no doubt about it. So, again, cool play, though. A cool play design and a good play call. So, all right, let's move ahead now. It's 7-3. to three. Uh, Eight minutes and 54 seconds left in the second quarter. This is a fourth and four play, okay? This is nickel 2-4-5. We come out in a nickel 2-4-5, 93-19 front. Uh, they're gonna, we're going to run a TE stunt left. You remember we got questions from the, the listeners going, I don't think we ran a single stunt. Remember that, Jacob? Yeah, yeah. We did. Okay, this is a TE stunt left, okay? And then we got an ET. I put botch because it was supposed to be an ET stunt, but they botched the heck out of it. Cover <laughs> six, uh, cover six match, which is basically uh, half quarter quarter. You'll hear me say quarter quarter half. In this case, I go from left to right. It's actually half quarter quarter. That's, there's multiple mistakes on this play. This is what I'm talking about when I watched the tape and said, 
the scheme wasn't flawed. Now, against the run, yes, if you want to agree, if you want to say we need to come up with a better run-stopping scheme, I completely agree. If you want to load the box and give the pass, there's many people saying I would rather Ritter try to beat us over the top. That's totally cool. That wasn't the game plan. If you want to complain about that, hey, I respect your opinion, right? These are the plays that I watched, though, and was like, there is nothing wrong with this play call. As a matter of fact, it's a perfect play call, okay? So let's talk about what it is really, really quick. I'm going to try to keep my mind focused on identifying the defense in red. So you've got a TE stunt left, okay, which is essentially it's going to be this guy crashing out. This guy's going to try to work himself inside, okay? And he's going to it's, it's going to be a little more subtle than that. Let me clear it off. It's going to be bang, and he's going to try to work in here, okay? And then on the other side, you've got an ET where Rashawn Gary is supposed to smash inside, and this guy comes outside. So you're seeing these stunts, right? Now, with the cover six match, let's talk about that for just a second. Cover six match or half quarter quarter, if we drew a line down the center of the field, Jacob, right, like this, okay, then this side up top is going to be half, which is basically cover two zone, okay, and it's going to be match, all right? And then the, the side on the bottom is going to be cover four, okay? So essentially what you've got here is – this safety right here is playing a cover two zone. He's got half the field deep, all right? You're playing a little bit of match underneath, but essentially what Jair is designed to do here is to play shallow. So he's going right in here, and he's going to kind of sit, okay? He's going to pass this receiver off to the safety, all right? That's the cover two side of the field. This guy's kind of dropping back. So you've got cover two zone on one side, and on the other side you've got cover four with a little bit of mod, okay? These guys are deep. These guys are kind of sitting underneath, right? That's your defensive call. So, again, cover six match or half quarter quarter. Why do I say this is a perfect play call? They seen something on tape, Jacob, that when they come out and they trips right with the sidecar left, that they like to attack the short side of the field underneath and the, lar the large side of the field, right, the long side of the field, they like to attack it deep in layers. So you've got quarter uh, quarters coverage on the bottom, which is the right side where the trips are at. When I say trips, you know what I'm talking about. It's these guys right here, right? This is your trip set. So you're playing cover four on that side. You're playing cover two up here on this side. Perfect freaking play call. Now, I want to talk about the ET botch. You know how Rashawn Gary had a horrible grade, right, from PFF. These are one of the plays that we talk about. Now, obviously, we've seen him in contain. Watch him botch this ET. I just want you to focus on Rashawn Gary only. Look how late he is getting inside. Yeah. See how he hits his own guy? You've, if you're going to run that ET, you have got to crash in right off the bat. Like, I mean, right off the bat. Don't even give them a shake there. You just smash inside and free your guy up. See how they're running into each other? Horrible there on the right side. Now, let's go back to the left side and let's talk about the TE stunt. Watch these two guys. Okay. Again, it's going to be out and in, right? They pick it up pretty well. Okay. Protection set pretty well. So we did run stunts. It just didn't happen. But again, on the on the short side of the field, the boundary, what did I just tell you they tried to do? They tried to attack short, right? Look where he's going with this. And again, there's uh, the drop pick. <laughs> a big it hurts, mistake. don't it? Does it not hurt? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 and, it's, and people are saying this is Joe Barry. This is Joe Barry's fault. This yeah, Joe Barry dropped that right there. Yeah. And, and again, it's not to bash Jair. Jair is arguably the best player on this team. But you can't try to fire the defensive coordinator when he makes the perfect play call. First of all, again, in my opinion, they botched this ET right here, right? And and this one over here, they picked up. They've got multiple, multiple people, multiple hat count over here, plus one. I mean, you can see it. Let me clear it off. I'll show you the hat count over here. you got a little bit of a leak, but look at this. On this side, you've got one, two, three, right? 
against two. You've got your battle there. This is a one-on-one. You've got to be able to make that stunt happen. But again, the ball is coming out quick. They see the stunt. Desmond Ritter said, oh, crap, let me get this thing out. Oh, looky there, Pro Bowl corner sitting, but he dropped oh. it. <laughs> it's, tough. it's tough, man. But again, if you see it, you got to say it. It's, it's very important to highlight that play. With all that being said, Jacob, it's still 10 to 3 right before halftime here, right? And right here, they're going to run a nickel two four five zero blitz, okay? This is man coverage, zero blitz. What I'm noticing is they like to play this a ton when they get inside the five. The Packers like to go zero blitz, put pressure on the quarterback, especially in a passing situation. In this case, they emptied the backfield out, and uh, and they're going to try to attack through the air. Now, what does 23 on five mean? How many times have we begged for it, guys? We want Jair on the best best receiver, right? You're going to see Jair switch it up here, and he's going to cover Drake London. See him? He's telling he's telling Savage right now, I got Drake. He's locking yep. him up. Okay? So he's on Drake. Even though when the play started or the pre-snap motion started, he's in the slot. But, but I thought Jair doesn't play the slot. He's following the one in the red zone in this play, and more specifically inside the five. You got your matchup. How many fans have wanted it, Jacob? Man coverage. Joe Barry needs to get his head out of his rear end and play man coverage. He needs to get his head out of his end and uh, out of his rear end and put Jair Alexander on the number one receiver. You've got it right here, guys. This is it. Bang, bang. Number one wide receiver against our number one corner. You got your wish. Let's watch how it unfolds here. Okay. Ball snapped. You'll see Drake kind of works the outside shoulder. Good position. Watch what Drake does. Whoop. Guys, he just beats him. And I heard people saying, he pushed off, he pushed off. And you see, Jair, he pushed off. Okay, as we roll it back, I want you to focus on who makes contact first and who continues contact more than the receiver. It's Jair. So, and they, it, they're they kind of drawing it up as a whip route. It's more of a he was trying to get to the corner. Jair took the corner away, and then he just breaks it off, kind of a little choice almost. Look, at they're both hand fighting. Jair's grabbing him by the jersey, the arm, and everything. God, and, and I will say, Clay made a good play on that. He put his hands up. That was a, actually a really good throw by Ritter. I mean, the guy yeah, was not was, a great quarterback, but that was a that's a heck of a throw there. And yeah. under pressure, a guy in your face, Savage is kind of grabbing the guy. <laughs> Jair is all over Drake. I mean, it, that was that was a good play, man. This 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 Falcons team is not uh, yeah. a chump. They're not a chump. No, absolutely. They were a decent team last year. They they graded out, I think, in the top ten, if not the top five, in PFF as an overall grade last year. They played good football. They just didn't, they were lacking talent. Now you add Bijan Robinson, and and Drake London's gonna gonna step into his own for another year. Um, I, I'm not impressed by Desmond Ritter, as you can see the drop pick the play before. But again, yeah. this is this is your best against their best, and I'm sorry, but it felt just like Terry McLaurin beating Jair last year. Yeah. And again, it, it, you know Jair's a great player. That's the highest paid corner in the league. You know, I'm sorry you you put uh, Darrell Revis on a number one receiver. This ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's a true the best corner in the league because you're paying him like he is, this shouldn't happen. He's getting manhandled. And, and again, I don't see that as pass interference or or pushing off. They're both grabbing. Like, look right here. He's got him by the arm, you know, got him by the jersey. So, it's not it's not the bash Jair. It's just simply pointing out this is one bad play, right? But this is a bad play on Jair. Had nothing to do with the scheme. You drew it up perfect. You put your number one on their number one. Like you said, you put pressure in his face. Anything stick out to you so far, Jacob? I mean, no, it's just, it's, it's, um, my little brother who I told you guys was kind of like one of those people that said, ah, oh, man, why don't they man up or why don't they, you know, 
why are they playing such soft coverage or they're 10 yards off the ball? He actually called, or uh, I dealt with him a few uh, minutes ago right before we went on. He's like, man, I got to be honest. He's like, I watched your post-game show. <laughs> now I kind of get it. He's like, I honestly kind of understand. And I'm like, hey, you know, that's what you do. Once you, once you learn, I, it sounds so like um, egotistical, but it's like once you understand, take the time to understand what the concepts are, it doesn't look that obscure. It looks honestly just they got, they, they made a good play. They made a good right. play. Right. They, and that's why I said, you notice in the post game show. And first of all, guys, I, the only reason I know what I'm telling you guys right now is because I've read multiple books by extremely smart football minds, former Hall of Fame coaches, general managers, you know, the people that the Twitter folks make fun of, like Michael Lombardi. Oh, he's an idiot. He doesn't know anything. He's a bad GM. They, I've learned from people like that on how to watch tape. Pat Kerwin, former executive for the Jets. Well, the Jets are a horrible organization. I don't care. He was one of the top 32 people in the entire world that was trusted with a fo football franchise. I have a hard time believing Joe3589 Hamburger on Twitter knows more <laughs> than about the football. I'm sorry. It's just my personal opinion. But um, we all have to learn. I've got a ton to learn. I was just on with Mike Wall a second ago, and I've got a page and a half of notes from just taking notes on me asking him questions and me going, boy, I didn't see it that way. Didn't see it that way. You know, that's uh, that's how you learn, man. You got to you got to be willing to drop the ego and go, OK, maybe, maybe just maybe I don't know everything. I could not tell you how many times I had to do that and go, Clayton, you're stupid. dude. You think you know everything and you ain't got a clue. <laughs> Find someone who knows and lower the ego and try to learn. That's basically what it comes down to. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. 
starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. But let's move on to the next play. Third quarter, 1442, we're in the middle eight, right? At this point, I think we were losing the middle eight, three to nothing, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, so 1442 left. We're up 10 to nine. It's a third and 15 play. And this one's going to hurt too, Jacob, but we're going to do it. We got a dime, two, three, six, 95, 39 country quarter spot drop. Okay. Let's talk about what that means really, really quick. First of all, a two, three, six, right? You guys haven't heard that much. Two down linemen. Here are your three linebackers with Quay in the middle. All right. And then you've got six DBs. When you've got five DBs, it's called nickel. When you've got six, it's called dime. I thought it was interesting. To the best of my knowledge, Devondre Campbell is not on the field. If I'm overlooking him, you guys tell me, and that would make it a nickel. Pretty sure he's not on the field at all. So in a dime set, Devondre comes off uh, comes off the field and Quay Walker stays on. What's that tell you about Quay? He's taking that next step. He is the number one linebacker now. That's why he's wearing the green dot too. So essentially what you've got here, I explained the dime two, three, six. Let's talk about what country quarters is. Country quarters is your traditional cover four, right? Deep, 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 if it prohibits it. And then you've got spot drop. These guys are dropping back and they're essentially what they're doing. Jacob is they're going to, they're going to drop all the way back to these sticks underneath and protect that first down in the third and 15 situation. Okay. Now remember on the stream last night, People saying they're playing too soft, right? They're playing too soft. In this case, they are playing soft. You've got two safeties on the shelf. You're playing your basic country quarter spot drop. All right. Watch how this play goes. As we roll the tape, Bijan flexed out over there. They don't care. It's a third and 15. I thought that was cool too. It would have been real easy to go to nickel. Instead, Joe Barry went to dime in this situation because he knows it's an obvious passing situation. Forget the personnel, third and 15. They're on their, they're deep on their territory. Let's just play dime and stop this pass. I thought that was a good play call. Drop back. Ritter steps up in the pocket. Look at this. Oh. Uh. Now, <laughs> it, this is the part that hurts, Jacob. Look at where we're at on the field. I know. I know. Now, how much did we lose by? Remind me again. Ah, point. Ah, point. Ah. <laughs> A-W-W-H-H-A. Ah. Oh, my Lord. If you that pick is- this off, go three and out, you probably kick. Uh, a field goal that, that wins the game by two points, right? Now, whose fault was this? Quay, Quay graded out as the best defender on the on the field. This is one bad play by Quay, right? I don't remember seeing another play where I'm like, ooh, Quay got burnt. Right. Quay had a great game. You're going to have stuff like this happen, and that's okay. When it happens, are we saying, all right, cut Quay, let's cut him? No. But when you lose by one point and your offense in the fourth quarter – has 14 total yards, and you go three and out, three and out, four and out to basically end the game and lose the game, we want to fire the defensive coordinator. This is another beautiful play call. Again, let's watch it from this angle. Watch Quay. He does an excellent job, and he is so comfortable in country quarters, man. I'm telling you, look at him. He's reading it. Watch him bait him right here a little bit. He's going to jab that way and then come back. Look at that. Nice. Is that his? Oh, <laughs> it's, oh man. It's now, just now this is going to make you sick, Jacob. Watch this angle. I don't want it. See. Hits him in the face. No. Look. I love Quay. I'm not making fun of Quay. Look at his his leaping ability. That dude is an athletic yeah, freak, man. He's a, yeah. 
It's yeah. crazy. God, I wish you would have picked that off, man. I wanted it so bad for him. He's, but he's looking good. This is going to be an awesome year for Quay Walker. There's no doubt. Can you imagine if he just real quick if he takes that pick six to the house two weeks in a row? Oh my God! The narrative. The narrative. Could you, could oh. you imagine Jair Alexander taking that pick six to the house, and then Quay Walker taking that pick six to the house? What is every Jacob? What is everybody saying about Joe Barry today? If that happened? Oh, Joe Barry's the best, bro. He's, he's a genius. He the made Justin Fields look so stupid. Oh, my God. Look at what he did to the Falcons. People are saying it's an upcoming young team. Oh, boy. Sucks, don't it? Two plays. Great play calls. Bad execution. Fire the damn D.C. Get him out of here. You kidding me? That's what I'm. That's why I'm struggling with it, man. And it's hard not to argue about it. It really is. All right, let's move on to the next play. Third quarter, 1041 left. We're up 10 to 9 somehow, some way after dropping two picks. We're still up 10 to 9. Uh, we're in pretty good control here. And um, this is a 12 balance Z motion to twins, play action sift, max protect, switch, slot cross. Okay, let's talk about what it means really, really quick. Um, again, 12 personnel, one running back. All right, you've got two tight ends balanced, meaning there's one on each side of the ball. Okay. We've got play actions, well, Z motion to twins. What's that mean? Your Z receiver is motioning to a twin set, a tight twin set over here, okay? And one other thing I want to point out, Jacob, it's really, really important here. Um, why is he the Z? Because the X plays opposite the Y on the line of scrimmage, okay? You see this receiver right here is yep. on the line of scrimmage, okay? The Y is on the line of scrimmage opposite side up top. So this is your X receiver because he is opposite the Y and on the line of scrimmage. This guy was off the line of scrimmage. That makes him the Z. So it's Z motion to twins, okay? He's going to motion over. We're going play action sift, max protect. Let's talk about what that means. First of all, you're going to – the play action is a fake hand off to the running back. Everybody knows that. And then you're going to have – I believe this is the side that the sift comes on. So he's going to sift block over. All right. Max protect simply means everyone is staying in the block. Even, even I think a little bit of chip after uh, before the leak there, he's blocking. And this sift right here is going to block on this side. Okay. So play action, sift, max protect. You've got two receivers going out in this route. Okay. Two receivers going out in this route. First of all, what do you notice about that motion? Man coverage, isn't it? Yeah. So he's following him. Got to pick that up. Jordan sees it. Play action. And this is our boy Dontavian Wicks is coming out party, right? Now, let's talk about what the route combination is real quick. I just completely went over that. Let me go back real quick. I want to tell you guys what that means right here. It's switch slot cross. To the best of my knowledge, they run a ton of slot cross. A slot cross is simply a crosser on the inside with a dig on the backside, okay? This is, to the best of my knowledge, the first time I've seen Matt LaFleur run a switch uh, slot cross, which basically means – as he comes over and comes set with the twin, he doesn't come set, but he's just motioning. A switch concept is when you kind of change places, okay? So this guy um, right here is going to be running the, the switch concept, and it's going to be the cross, okay? And this guy, the reason it's a switch is he's kind of coming on the other side, and he's going to run the dig. That aspect is slot cross. See how you've got – the crosser with the dig on the back side, right? You're trying to move people out of zones and free up the space. And if if the slot cross is there, hammer the cross. If it's not, then you got the back side because the cross just moved a defender out of that space. Remember, we're attacking space and defending space. It's that simple. 
Now, it goes off screen. I'm not waiting on the All-22. That's why we're using the TV copy because I want to get this out sooner rather than later. Now, look at Tay right here. That's a tight window. First of all, great throw by Jordan Love. Stood tall in the pocket. Great throw. But look at Tay Wicks here, man. Get off of me, dude. Oof. Oof. <laughs> That's so cool. That's a big-time play. That That's is a big-time play. play. Now, look at Jordan right here, man. Ooh, I like that. throw. Love that angle, right? Whoosh. Look at the placement of that ball, Jacob. That is perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely perfect. And again, got that guy swimming all up in the turf pellets. <laughs> and he's off to the race. So positive play there. Tay Wicks, I think, is going to be a solid. To me, Tay Wicks looks like last year's Romeo Dobbs. That's what it looks like. He's yeah. kind of on that level. Romeo Dobbs on a different level right now, in my opinion. Go ahead. Real quick, Tay Wicks is, is he's not even up to form yet. If you guys remember, he didn't, he didn't uh he was not healthy in preseason. Barely got any sort of uh of the minicamp stuff. He's he's basically kind of getting back into form. So I'm really excited about what he could do. And if you'll remember, people said, and I don't want to you know compare him to to Devontae, but they said that Tay Wicks' footwork is it's probably something that could make Ocho Cinco cry again. So we'll see about yeah. that. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Next play. Third quarter. One minute left. Um, first and goal play for the Packers. 17 to 12 lead. We're going to come out in an 11 ace U63. I'm trying not to grin. Oh, 11 okay. ace U63, strong right stack, X choice, Z leak, flat seven. Okay. Let's talk about what that means real quick. So 11 ace, one running back, right? One tight end, U63. What's that mean, Jacob? Do you remember? Yes. It means that you're going to have basically another tackle outside on offset, almost like a, a extra line. Oh, yeah. Guess who that tight end is right there? Number 63. That's going to be uh, our boy Walker, right? Actually, it may not be U63. Let's look at it. I rushed Isn't through Josh this Isn't Yash Nijman on the left tackle? And then that, uh, what's his name, was over there on the right? Yep. Now, I look, 63, right? That's the number you're seeing there? It's yes, kind of hard, hard to see. Yeah, that's 63. So they slid Yash over and put 73 at left tackle. They, I'm sorry. They put yep. Rashid Walker over at tight end and put Yash in at left tackle. That's what you were saying. Is that right, Jacob? Correct. Yeah. 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 So that that is U63. I did get it right. Sometimes I, I put these together so quick, I get in the middle of the broadcast and I go, did I get that wrong? <laughs> so hey, it is hey, 11. One, one of the things that I'm so proud of is from, you know, learning like, guys, we're, I'm not an expert by any means whatsoever. Clay is. I, I will say that. And Clay is going to say he's not, but he I is. Just, but I was so proud of myself. I texted uh, Goose and Clay. I was like, yo, you 63. I was like, on there. They slid Yash over to the left tackle. And I was like, hey, I know stuff. I know stuff. <laughs> I, don't know if you, I don't know if you heard earlier that you, uh, when I was talking to Mike Wall, but he called it uh, you bacon. Yes. And, and I went, hold up. Did you just say you bacon? And he went, yeah. I said, so did y'all, why did you call it bacon? Why did you call it bacon? And he went, well, I mean. Kevin Berry, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say it, but he's a big old way, like 340 pounds. Right? <laughs> so they referred to it as you bacon. I love it, man. U71 bacon or just you bacon. But anyway, back to the play. Strong right stack. What does that mean? It means that you're stacked on this side, right? You've got your two receivers stacked here. Okay. And again, um, it's 11 ace. And even though it's a, uh, we, we specified 63 because, uh, our boy Rasheed Walker is the extra tight end. So there are your three wide receivers. But again, the stack is this right here, how they're kind of stacked on each. Some people would just call this close. I like to call it stack anytime they're within a half a yard of each other. 
and they're vertically displaced. See right there? Like, I mean, they're close, right? Typically, a traditional stack, if you were to line the receivers up, would be like this, okay? But to me, I refer to this as stack, even though some people would just say, hey, that's another, that's a wide receiver attached as a tight end. That's where we get into splitting hairs. I'm not interested in arguing. You get the point across. You do these close splits because it puts the uh, the defense in a conflict, right? So let's talk about Z-Leak flat seven, okay? So Z-Leak, essentially, when we talk about a leak, right, he's going to block. That is your Z. He's going to block, and then he's going to leak out into the flat, okay? A flat seven is a concept, all right, where if I remember correctly, you're basically going to be running a dig. Now, it's going to be off screen. I just don't want to take it off screen because there's no point in it. So that's what we call a flat seven. Actually, nope, it's a corner. I apologize. I apologize. I get that wrong. You got a flat, and then you've got attacking the corner over here, okay? That's called a flat seven because that's a seven route. The corner is a seven round, okay, on the route tree. And you guys can look this up online if you want to go to the route tree. It's got a numerical order in which every route on the – not every with the complex routes that are run today, but the traditional route tree is a numbered system from zero to nine, okay? So, again, that's a seven route. That's a flat, so they refer to that as a flat seven, but the Z is leaking. He's going to chip, and then he's going to leak out, okay? Let's roll the tape, and you can see here – Jordan drops back, a little play fake, right? There's the Z, there's the leak, the Z leak, and that's who he's going to. And guess who it is, Jacob? Our boy Jaden Reed. Just did now, you see the flick of the wrist. The flick. I mean, oh yeah, dude. Well, here, let me roll it right here. You'll see it right here, Jacob. Look. In his face. Yeah, I'm telling you, he if he gets if he gets that accuracy under control, Jacob. If he continues to work on that and not get complacent, Jordan Love is going to be easily a top five quarterback, in my opinion. It's all about the accuracy now. Decision-making's there. He's protecting the football. He's got a quick release. He's got mobility. He seems to see the field well. It's just – it's as simple as getting that accuracy down. I, I, I don't want to interrupt you or anything, but do you know that he is a top three quarterback statistically right now? Oh, absolutely. League? Other than completion percentage is what I'm referring yeah, to. Basically, if you saw my completion percentage is cheeks, right? <laughs> but it's important, but at the same time, man, when you factor in everything else, EPA and all that, holy cow, dude, that's the only thing missing. He puts that together, Chicago Bears are going to cry themselves to sleep for the next decade and a half, no doubt about it. Um, so what I want you to focus on on this play real quick, and we'll move on to the next one. We're kind of falling behind. The reason that J that he gets so open here in this flat, right, is because of the leak, okay? So he's going to block, right? and then leak out. So what happens is this defender bots on the play fake because Jaden Reed is selling a run block. These are the things that a young rookie receiver does that really opens your eyes. Watch him right here, Jacob. He's selling the run. See him? Yep. Oh, He's yeah. selling it, selling it. So 20's playing the run. Oh, crap, it ain't a run. Well, poop. Off <laughs> <laughs> to the races, right? Beautiful sell job by Jaden Reed. Sad move by a very, very, very young wide receiver. These are the things you've seen on tape in 2021, not so much 2022, but if you go back and watch the 2021 college tape, Jaden Reeb is an absolute playmaker. That's what the Packers seen. we got to remember that this draft season, Jacob, to go back. I'm putting into my formula. I'm looking at the 2022 tape as well as the 2023 tape and adding that into the equation when it comes to breaking down the draft board for sure. So, all right, fourth quarter, this hurts so bad. It hurts me every time I see it. Look at the score, Jacob, in the fourth quarter. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I mean, we're up by 12 points with 14 minutes left in the game. Third and three play here. All right. Let's talk about what we got here. 
we've got a 34 jam fire five cover three zone match. What's that mean? We're blitzing five. We're still playing cover three and it's zone match out of a jam. Look, what's a jam look mean? It's a five man front where typically the nose tackle is playing right up over the center. Okay. To me, it looks like he's got a little shade right here, but I would still refer to this as jam. Okay. So when we fire it here, we're firing five. You see the five guys rushing, right? Yep. Okay. This is the flea flicker. Oof. Now I want you to, there, there's, there's some positive and there's some negative in this play. Okay. People stayed somewhat schematically sound, but I hate to pick on him, but I want you to watch Jair. Keep in mind, this is a cover three guys. What's that mean? That means deep <clears throat> Savage is right here. I don't want to take it off the screen. He's deep down the middle. Right. And, J and Jair is supposed to have deep third. Watch Jair this whole play. Keep in mind his responsibility is deep third. Watch Jair. Watch him. Watch him. Bot sits. Oh crap. He's beat. Now I picked on Savage for this play, and rightfully so. But that's not oh. Savage's zone. In my opinion, that is the responsibility of Jair, and he knows it. He hung Savage out. Savage uses athleticism to get over here and make a play on this ball. Look at the ground he had to cover, Jacob, coming from this spot here. But he doesn't really. I, is this? Can you let it play through? Because is this the one where Savage seems to jump for whatever this, reason? Like this off is his back foot. This is the six-inch vertical. This is this. That's what I'm saying, bro. Look at this. Yo, what are you doing? You're in position for the pick there, bro. I'm just and, saying. And, and this is Joe Barry's fault. How is this yes. Joe Barry's fault? God dang, Joe Barry there. Yeah. <laughs> he got us again. This right here, blown coverage on Jair. Savage yeah. rebounds, but again, you've got to finish the play. Look oh, what is that? I don't, and it's what we talk about, dude. He doesn't have ball skills. He doesn't. He doesn't play the ball well. He's got all the athleticism in the world, but you just can't. Like, if anything, Jacob, you're getting, you're trying to get up there and smack that ball down. You're lucky you didn't get burned down. A, you're lucky Desmond Ritter has a pooper for an arm and doesn't put that thing all the way down the sideline. Pause it right there, right there. That's where he, if he planted the correct way. There's no way that that guy's get right there. Yeah, and, and listen, we're two fat white, we're two fat white guys talking about somebody <laughs> not being able to jump. Okay, we know we can't jump, but this is where I the play can't jump. I I've seen the movie. It was it was. Look at this though, man. That it's and again, this isn't Joe Barry. No, it's not. It's and not. I'm not even I'm not even saying that should be picked. Although a lot of people were saying that, I'm just saying at a minimum you got to knock that ball down, man. <laughs> so tough, yeah, dude. So tough. Great. If that play doesn't happen on third and three, Jacob, there's 14 minutes and 20 seconds left. You're up by two scores. You're up by 12 points, and they're punting the ball. Exactly. Because yep. look at where they're at. They're probably not going for it over there at that point in the game. They may. Oh. I don't know. But, wow. you know, like I said, hindsight's 20-20, but it's just a, such a tough play, man. Rasul played well, I thought. I thought Rasul had a good game. Rasul, Rasul's a dog, dude. I yeah. love that guy so much. Yeah, and you can tell he wants it so bad. Oh, yeah. So here, here's another look at the flea flicker. Pretty, oh, It was a very pretty play design. The Packers, you know, other than Jair, if, if he puts that thing on a line, that should be a complete, an easy completion. But unfortunately, Ritter hung, hung it up and allowed – there it is right there. Look at oh, that my angle. God. What is that? He's jumping horizontally. I was going to say, how did he jump that way? It's almost as if, like, he his, his leg gave out or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's yeah, great. Almost like he said, money. Money. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, next play. 24 to 12 later in the drop, a fourth and four play here. This one sucks because it happens to my boy. But you got a 43 jam six. That's right. 43 is what we showed here. Okay. 
One, two, three, four. I call it jam six. You got six guys on the line. Jacob, what is Joe Barry supposed to do here? You've got six guys. You've got a six-man flat front. I call this flat line typically. Look, look at that flat line front. And you've got a zero zone match. So everybody is playing zone match, meaning as a player comes into their zone, they cover them. They release them horizontally into the next. But everyone is basically, look, we're covering the goal line. Look at this defense, dude. Look at this, right? Actually down and back up probably, but that zone, you get it. You're playing the goal line here, right? And you got a six-man front, right? Everybody's eyes are on the ball in case the quarterback tries to scramble. Now, here's the deal. You're going to run a read option here, a zone read, all right? So when you run the zone read, I'm pretty sure this is the zone read. I could be wrong. Let me let me roll it here. I want to make sure. I get so mixed up. I've looked at so much freaking film. Let's make sure it is a zone read. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it looks like it. Yep, this is yeah, definitely because it, it, it's a little bit of displacement. So right here, okay, watch our boy. This is this is a basically a one-on-one matchup between Desmond Ritter, Cheeks Ritter, and Rashawn Gary, okay? It's going to be a read option, which basically means what's going to happen here is the ball is going to be snapped. Ritter's going to put the ball into the belly of the running back, and he's going to read Rashawn Gary. If Rashawn Gary stays at home, he hands the ball off to, to B. John Robinson, and he's running right into the teeth of the defense, okay? If Rashawn Gary – if he crashes down on the running back, then Ritter pulls the ball out of the belly. And what's he do? Pulls the ball out of the belly, and he runs the ball, right? Now, watch Rashawn Gary up top. Here's your motion. Right here. Look, look I mean, Ritter's already made his decision. Why did he make that decision? Because look at Gary. Gary was basically full sprint to the running back. He's out of position. Now he realizes, crap, I've got contained. Plays over. The play is over, right? Again, in my opinion, perfect play call by Joe Barry, and arguably your best defender made a mental mistake. Rasul comes in, and some people are going, Clayton, I don't, I don't think that was a case. I think it was someone else's responsibility. I think it was a bad play call. Tell Rasul Douglas that. Watch Rasul Douglas right here. Right. He looks at him. Look at Rasul. He knows. Oh, God. Like, he knows you've got, you've got to contain that. Look at this right here. Look at Gary the whole way. Oh, 100%. 100% on Gary. The perfect play call for a read option. You've got your best defender, your best pass rusher, your best, in my opinion, the guy. If you told me there's going to be a read option to one side, you can only pick one defender to be one-on-one -on -one with the running back, who would you pick? It would be Rashawn Gary. Right. Absolutely. But and Sewell's going to be Rasool, <laughs> probably. Cause and again, watch, watch Sewell right here when he gets up. Right he gets up, yeah. And he helps Gary up, too. He wasn't just being a – prick about it but he, he helped him up but it's like god missed opportunity so now it's 24 to 19 fourth quarter 11 48 left we're still up by five gang we're still up by five. Oh, this one sucks too um <laughs> i think i think this is the play right here if i remember correctly i think this is yep this is it so we've got the play is 12 ace u flex shift to balance run it's a run call okay it's a run so basically, this is your U tight end, Tucker Craft. Okay. He's flexed out wide. So it's 12 ace, one running back, two tight ends, right? U flex, shift to balance, simply meaning that Tucker is going to shift back in here and make it a balanced set. Okay. And it was a run play called. Now I want you to watch as Tucker Craft motions over. Watch this guy right here, Jacob. Okay. As Tucker Craft motions over to reset, watch what happens. 
man coverage. Yep. See it? Yep. They know now we're in man coverage. So watch Jordan Love now. Watch the quarterback. Oh, we're in man coverage? That's single high. What just happened? You see the safety come down? You're gathering information, right? So now you know man coverage, safety drops. You got another safety deep back here already. That's single high man. Watch, watch Jordan first down. Can, can, can. Right? So he cans out of the play. Everybody gets it. You see him signal. So we go from the run, okay? That pre-snap shift gives us the information we need. Now we can to play action, Y-sift, double climb, T-leak. All right? So once everything comes set, I got to keep that up or I'll forget all that, of course. You've got play action. Of course, play action fake to the running back. You've got Y-sift, okay? So the Y is going to sift block over, right? Um, you've got double climb. When you, when you have single high man coverage, they love running these double crossers. A crosser is a climb route. Some people call it a climb. Some people call it a crosser. I asked Coach Hom one time, I said, you call this a climb? He said, we call that get open. <laughs> you're running like a crosser, uh, a, a crosser framework, but you're trying to find the soft spot. So there's one cross, right? And then the other double crosser is Romeo Dobbs, okay? Now the read for Jordan Love is complete the play action, sight adjustment, Find the deep safety, and whoever he goes with, you throw to the other guy. Guys, keep in mind, 11.48 left. We're up by five points. This is a first down play, okay? At the time, do you guys remember me um, kind of being like, why are we passing on first down? This is why we can to the pass. You got the exact look that you wanted to see. Now, for all those people who disagree with the PFF grade of Jordan Love and saying, now, how are you going to have three touchdowns, no picks, and your and your uh your quarterback grade out on PFS is a 59 or whatever it was. Plays like this. Watch what happens. He's going to can out to it. We're going double climb right here. Can, can. Look at everybody touch their helmet. We all got it. We all got it. Musgrave looks like he's a little confused, but I think he got it. <laughs> so now here comes the sift, all right, which was probably a split flow play anyway. There's your sift coming over. Here's the crosser. Look where Jordan's looking, right? He's reading the safety, and he read it. he read it wrong. I'll show you why, right? That's pretty good coverage there, right? Watch this replay. This is going to hurt Jacob. This is going to hurt bad. I want you to watch Romeo Dobbs on this crosser and look how open he ends up. Oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to either, but we're going <laughs> to do it together. <laughs> Hold my hand, man. Hold my hand. Going down with the ship together here, Bob. Here it is. Play action. Here comes the crosser. Watch the safety. Watch the safety. Watch that. Right there. Look. Look at look at how the safety's hips open. That is your read. Yeah. That that is when Jordan Love sees that safety open up to that side. You need to go here with the ball. Absolutely. Right. Now again, it's easy for me to say that being fat, out of shape, and sitting on my couch with some some Cheeto stains on my whitey tidies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look at this. Oof. Look at oh. Oh, oh boy. Now I went. I, I say this, I show this play not to make us all relive this misery, but I want to go back, Jacob. This is why this is why I bring it up. I got to go way back. Imagine it's the fourth quarter, you got a five-point lead. I want to I want to pretend that he hit Dobbs on this play, right? You're now up 30 to 19, okay? In a one-score game in the fourth quarter of his second start as the starting quarterback. Jordan Love comes to the line, reads the defense like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, two-point freaking O, cans to the right play, hits Romeo Dobbs for a deep crosser, and what would be a 75-yard touchdown pass to seal the game, we've got our third consecutive franchise quarterback. 
But just that little misread. Am I crazy? Am I looking at the bottom left of the screen? Does that say Jordan Love at this time was 14 of 19 for yes. one and three touchdowns? Oh, he crapped the bed from this point forward. Oh, my God. That's and I'm telling you, he was having a freaking day. And this play right here, it triggers all of the fourth quarter, fourth quarter stallings of this offense. Right. You know, the, the three and out, three and out, four and out, basically to end the game, right? But look at this, man. It's so tough. Again, right there, man. That's it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look at the separation, bro. (laughs) So So tough. So tough. I mean, if anything, though, it gives you more encouragement, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely it does, man. Because I, I guarantee you if a dumb redneck from Tennessee is picking this oh, up. I was just going to say, if they were watching this, they're, they're, they're like, bro, come on. Yeah. So, again, 24-19, now you're having a punt, right? 11-02 left. What happens? Here comes a big punt. I'm going to try. I, I would speed it up, but I don't, I don't want to throw our rhythm off here. We're getting close to the end. We're probably going to go over, but that's okay, right? Look at that punt by Whelan, dude. Hang time, everything. So, look, you make this tackle. Look where they're starting at, Jacob, right? And Jonathan Owens, our best special teamer so far this early year, face mask. Uh, why? You, there's no reason for that. No, no reason. reason. No reason at all. So, tack on 15, right? Another huge mistake. Still up by five. First and 10 play. 9.04 left. We come out in a 34 jam cover three will drop zone match, okay? Uh, the will drop is real simple. Um, it's going to be the will backer is going to drop into coverage. So you're showing a jam front like a five-man rush, but you're actually going to drop a linebacker into coverage. See the will there? Yep. I'm pretty sure I would I would consider that the will. Some would say it, it, it wasn't the will, but that's okay. You're going to see him drop into coverage here. Again, 24 to 19, nine minutes left in the ball game. What happened here, Jacob? Now, it's just like last year, Jacob. Just like last year. Why are we playing so soft? Look at this. All this space here. Why is he that open? Joe Barry's a moron. Let's roll it back. Let's talk about what this play call is because it's called zone match. All right? So what does that mean? We don't know the details of the exact match call. Okay? I know there's college teams. I've heard podcasts listening to defensive coordinators do podcasts, and they said they're cover three. They've got ten different cover three zone coverages there there may be some cases where this guy goes to the flat right and this guy drops and this guy plays in right there there may be other times that this guy you know right here is going to drop back he's going to kind of play the sideline and this guy attacks the flat right 
But I want you to watch how these defenders get bunched up. And I'm going to give you my assessment of whose responsibility this is. Watch them attack the flat. I personally think this is cover three zone match, deep zone match, deep zone, uh, zone match, which basically means mod, man on demand, right? And this guy's responsibility is to play through if and then. Remember what Coach Haddad said. If they do this, then I do that. His responsibility is to cover the flat. As you roll it, look at him get washed out on the pick. Remember me talking about this in the postgame show? Yeah. Look, I guarantee you Joe Barry didn't say, guys, look, let's just cover all this ground right here. And don't right. don't you don't even worry about all this. I know the entire game plan is around B. John Robinson coming out in the flats and especially on flex plays. Don't worry about that. This is a blown assignment, and they know it. And I'll tell you how they know it. I'll tell you how I know it. What's the end of this play? Look at Rudy Ford, right? Just See Rudy come over, and I want you to look at his head snap up. What the hell are y'all doing? Like how – you can see his arm raise up at the end. Of course, it's off camera, but you can see he's pointing right there. See his arm raise up on his left yep. side? He's like, what the heck, guys? Blown coverage. Nothing to do with Joe Barry. Crucial play. Somehow, some way, Jacob, we're still up 24 to 22. <laughs> still, right? Now, I owe A.J. Dillon an apology, okay? And Mike Wall talked about it today, and you guys can hear on that podcast. I said, Mike, I was one of those people saying, what the heck? How's he tripping over his own feet? What is wrong with A.J. Dillon, right? And and as Mike explained it, I told him, I watched the tape, and I caught on to the very, the, this very thing. Now, at this point in the game, Jacob, you've got – Backup left tackle, backup left guard in, right? And that was Royce Newman at left guard, I'm pretty sure. Right. Am, I, am I right on that? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, so what you've got here, in my opinion, is 20 eye-tight stack, stack right duo. Okay, so it's a duo play, which is basically downhill, vertical, power, double team. We're going to smack you in the mouth and work double teams to the next level. And this is what – I don't know if you heard the entire conversation – with me and Mike Wall, but this is where Mike Wall was like, how do you expect Royce to block this guy? So it's 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 real easy. It's funny. It's got layers. We blamed A.J. Dillon out of the gate. It wasn't A.J. Dillon's fault. We blamed Royce next. It, Royce had a piss-poor rep, but when you look at what the coaching staff asked him to do here, it's, it's damn near impossible, and it's stupid at best, okay? So essentially what you're going to see with Royce is a double team here, right? He's going to help double team to the next level. Then he's got to get over and seal off the inside, seal this off so A.J. has an opportunity to hit the gap. Now, A.J. does trip, but look. Look at Royce. Look how out of place Royce is. Right. He, he's having to hook him. He's lucky he didn't call for holding, right? So they didn't displace with this double team, and he allows the guy to get into the gap. A.J. sees that, and that's why he stutters. That's why he's like, crap, I got I to gotta try to watch his feet. Ah, oh, this ain't here. Oh. And I thought he tripped. And he, I and he still didn't. think he got that. God, I still think. <laughs> yeah. So that play happens, right? Well, now we've got a fourth and one. we got another chance to try to extend this drive, right? Fourth and one, 620 left, up by two. This is the infamous QB sneak where Jordan Love, <laughs> originally I said it looked like it was Josh Myers' fault because Zach Tom looked at Myers. I think right. Zach Tom was looking at Myers like, what the heck went? What the heck just happened? This was 100% on Jordan Love. Again, inexperienced at quarterback. These are the growing pains we talked about all offseason. He's expecting a different snap count than everyone else, and he looked like me on about six Sam Addies. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. This other angle, if we've got oh. it, is the worst, but I don't, I don't know if I've got it or not. 
that play right there, guys, if you can't sneak for a yard, you don't deserve to win. If you can't get the snap count right on a sneak play to win the game, you don't deserve to win. That's what I mean by the Atlanta Falcons won this game. I, don't, I know some people are saying we lost it more than they won it. Um, I can see arguments for both sides, but nonetheless, Atlanta deserved to win it, and we definitely did not deserve to win it with all the mental mistakes in the fourth quarter. There's no doubt about it. So um, here now, uh, 6.07 left, and we've got uh, – it's 24 to 22. We're still just holding on for dear life. We're going to run a 34-jam cover three spinner zone match. Remember how everybody was saying, oh, they were just playing cover four, cover four, cover four? This is a spinner look. All right, what's that mean? You've got a two-high look to limit the information you're passing along, and this guy's going to spin into the box for a cover three, okay? So you've got cover three, probably zone uh, – yeah, it's zone match. So it's what we call cover three spinner zone match. For those people saying we're not putting enough in the box to stop the run, I, outside of putting zero safeties on the shelf, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. But here comes the play. A little play fake. Everybody getting back, right? Now, guess who gets burned on this play, Jacob? <sighs> there he is. I don't want you to got it. Once again, we want Jair to follow the number one receiver, right? Follow the number one. Follow the number one. He can shut him yeah. down. Guess who is on him? Now, watch this. The better look here. You've got your highest paid corner in the league on the number one receiver. That was drawn up by your defensive coordinator on this play. Okay. Now, watch Jair. You've got deep third. It's zone match, right? At this point, it's now mod. It's man-on-demand. You're playing man coverage, right? You've got help on the inside. You know you've got your safety down the seam, okay? So you should be playing with outside, what I refer to as outside leverage or outside technique. Watch him get greedy here. Oh, It's over. Just like the Washington game last year, you had your best corner on their best receiver, and you lost. That simple. That simple. Next play, fourth quarter. It feels like a funeral now. I'm sorry, but we're going to get through it. Um, Fourth quarter, 501 left, uh, 24-22. It's a third and three play. We come out in a nickel 245 TE stunt. Again, people said we didn't run stunts. We ran stunts. This is a TE stunt. Cover one man, Jacob. Cover one man, linebacker blitz. How many times did we hear it last year? We got to go man, bro. We got to go man. This zone doesn't work. You've got to play man coverage, blah, 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 blah. Well, when you play man coverage and you play with a team that's got a weapon, I said weapon. I know it ticks some podcasters off. I don't give a rip. Bijan Robinson was one of those players. He was arguably the best player in this entire NFL draft, but because he played running back, he dropped a bit, which is just absolutely silly to me. This is what we mean by weapon. You come out in a uh, – what I would imagine is a 21 personnel – Let's see, we're actually in a nickel, so you probably had 11. They go empty. They flex Bijan out. When you're in man coverage, right, and you've got a nickel 245 and you call an empty set, what happens, Jacob, in man coverage? Who ends up covering the running back? You get a linebacker on you, bro. It's going to happen. There it is. Now, there are people going, it ain't that that I've got a problem with. Why is there this much space? Okay, so you're saying that what you should do is now – put Dre Campbell up here on the line playing press man against B. John Robinson, who is arguably a, I don't want to say number one wide receiver, caliber receiver 
Forget he's a running back. Forget the position. He is at least a number two. He's possibly number one caliber. That's how good he is in the passing game. That's not my opinion. That's Greg Cosell from NFL Films who's been watching watching, uh, NFL Films breaking down all 22 before 90% of us were even alive. Okay, To the best of my knowledge, that is Howard Cosell's nephew. And he's right. been with NFL Films since the 70s. Okay. He says B. John Robinson is capable of being a number two receiver on pretty much any team in the league that, that isn't loaded at the receivers. Probably outside of Miami, outside of the LA Rams that have top notch wide receivers outside of Vegas. He is a number two caliber receiver. If you put Dre Campbell up here on the line playing press man, it's freaking over. And of course, hindsight's 2020. What do fans say, Jacob? I would rather have that than just give him an easy first down. Okay. Look at how quick this happens. There's other people saying you got to call a timeout there. You got to call a timeout. Okay, you're down to two timeouts. They're bleeding the clock. They're running the ball down your freaking throat. And now we're just going to waste a timeout. Oh, by the way, it's important to understand Joe Barry doesn't call timeouts, guys. It's not like every coach on the field has the ability to call a timeout. They don't, they don't have that kind of response. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. this isn't Madden. Well, you've got the controller do hit select. <laughs> Call timeout. It doesn't work like that. So if you want to blame someone for not calling a timeout and recognizing this, you blame Coach LaFleur. It's that simple. Because Now, Joe Barry, who knows? He may have been in the headset saying, Matt, call timeout, call timeout, call timeout. I have a hard time believing he's going to do that because the game plan is set. You know they're going to play. They're going to flex him out. And there's going to be situations when you do go cover one man, your linebacker is going to have to cover. I had other people on Twitter, Jacob, they were saying – why don't you put an extra corner in? Did you watch the game? It's a third and three play. Yeah. And you want to play, you basically want to play a dime set dime. against their 11 personnel? Yeah. Come I, 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 don't, I don't understand that either. Um, yeah. So, and I, I, th- real quick, this this play was the one that my brother highlighted. And um, he actually, like you, you said, he, he took a screenshot right there as if you mm-hmm. could look right there. And he goes, and he just highlighted the distance in between Devondre and, uh, and uh, who's the freaking running back? Bijan. Bijan. And so he basically said, like, why would this happen? And then I explained it to him a little bit. And he called me today and he's like, hey, you know what? I actually watched Clayton's podcast. And he goes, <laughs> I kind of get it now. And he's like, I, I honestly do understand. And I was like, oh, crap. We, we converted one. We converted <laughs> one. It's not ideal. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing about this situation. I go, great matchup. This is a great call. Would but- it be? Would it be a, a fair criticism to say, hey, Devondre, next time maybe move up like five yards? Like, <laughs> right. But think about this. It, it, that's not that's not unrealistic, Jacob. But let's say he does move up five yards, right? Let's say he doesn't play press and he just gets – let's say he comes up to right here, right? Right. Okay. Watch the play anyway. Look at this. Tell me if you think he has a shot of stopping this. Look at the play design. See the rub? These, this, this guy right here, he's moving bodies into that. If you've got him at this point – there's it's still no way he's covering Bijan. It's almost going to be worse. Uh, if you remember, we talked about Matt LaFleur in his press conference. He said they ran a stomp route, a rub route, a pick mm-hmm. route, basically. And he said all three of those. And he goes, there was just nothing that Devondre could have done. It wasn't possible. They ran a great play against it. And it's like, you know, like they, we talked yeah. about it. It's a chess match. It's a chess match. And they had a better move. The only other option is to call a timeout. And right. again, if you're one of those people saying call a timeout, I don't disagree with you. Probably would have been the best move. But that's on Coach LaFleur. That's not on Joe Barry. He can't, he's not going to call a timeout from the booth. And right. he may have been screaming it. If you're saying, well, if he didn't scream it, he's a moron. I agree. He probably should have been going, Matt, Matt, look. And he may have been. We will never know. 
And that's the way they wanted it, 1265, and I don't blame them. You want to keep uh, everything in-house. You don't want to point fingers. Can we check the chat right here? So Milltown Corey says, why not have Quay, though, on him in those type of situations? Is there an opposite? Uh, is Quay on the field? Let's is go back. Let's look at it. I'm sure he is because you're in a nickel 245. Um, let's see here. Let's find Quay. Oh, yeah, Quay was blitzing. Quay was right? blitzing. That's one of the strengths of Quay Walker, right? We were talking about it coming out of college. He could be Micah Parsons. He could, exactly. he could blitz, right? So in this situation, I'll tell you, it's a it's, it's great. Who's the better blitzer, Devondre Campbell or Quay Walker, right? It's Quay Walker. Okay, okay. what did fans scream for? Not that the person in the chat screamed. I'm not saying that at all. Please don't take it that way. What do we scream for? We want more aggressiveness. We want more people on the line of scrimmage applying pressure rather than just dropping back and playing off, right? It was it was just one of those situations. You've got an absolute dog, a weapon, matched up because it's man coverage. And, and again, if, if your argument is we shouldn't have played man coverage there, I could not agree more. <laughs> That's why I personally like the Joe Barry-style defense of zone match. You get you get man principles within the uh, uh, the protection of, of deep zone coverage, if you will. And it confuses the heck out of the, the opposing quarterbacks, which is why you had three opportunities to pick passes off today and you only came away with one, right? So, again, this was a big play. This was the big controversy. That's how I seen it. I'm not saying I'm right and other people are wrong, but there's nothing someone's going to tell me to try to convince me that uh, yeah. that Devondre Campbell should be playing press man. I'm sorry. It's just not the case. If you're one of those that, like I said, once again, I've said it a thousand times today on Twitter, if you're one of those people, that think we shouldn't have been playing man coverage, you and I are of the same cloth. I agree completely. I wish we would have stuck to zone match, but it gets loud out there. All right, next we got a nickel two, four, five, cover three. We're just going to roll it. We got orbit motion. I want to explain this because it might be a learning point for someone. Orbit motion, it, you know, if it was just jet motion, he would come here, right? Orbit motion. Think of the planets orbiting the sun, right? He's going to go all the way around the quarterback. That's called orbit motion. So they got a little orbit motion here, a little bit different look. We're in zone. Notice no one follows him. They just shift over. Okay. This is another one of those plays, Jacob. It's going to hurt. Again, yes. we got a zone read, right, which is a read option. Quarterback, running back, you put the ball into the belly of the quarterback, and it is on Rashawn Gary is the read man, okay? He's going to come up, and he's going to watch the quarterback, right? If the quarterback hands the ball to the running back, then he attacks the running back. If you hold your ground, right, and he pulls the ball out of the belly of the running back, then you stay with the quarterback. Watch what he does here, Jacob. Look at him crashing. Oh, that's way too hard, man. Way, way too, too hard. hard. And again, third and three, they're running the ball down your throat. Here's the other thing, too, guys. These defenders are gassed at this point. Right. They almost doubled us in offensive snaps because our offense crapped the bed in the fourth quarter and couldn't move the chains one time, right? They're gassed. But look at Rashawn. He's on his heels and everything. You know who that reminds me of is what we saw? That's Brenton Cox Jr.'s big flaw in college that he was just the guy that would shoot in trying to hit yeah. the quarterback and didn't care about outside edge contain. You've seen that a little bit in preseason. It's hard, man, because you they're running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And you're like, I'm, I'm getting him this time. Oh, crap. He ain't even got the ball. Yeah. But again, here's what's crazy. Inside, look, no. look, look, at, look at how Rashawn Gary recovers here, right? This is going to suck because he read it wrong originally, then he gets juked out. Right here, you, you you never want to be parallel with the line of scrimmage. Look at this. Or look at that. Your hips are completely turned, right? 
and they're gassed. I get it. Now look at Ritter cut it back in. Now here is my big knock. Yes, yes, Rashawn Gary played that bad. But again, he didn't get outside of Gary. He held his ground, right? Look at Preston. Yeah. Look at Kenny. Right? Brooks. Is that Brooks too in the middle? Yeah. But, you know, Brooks still, though, when you look at the line of scrimmage, I understand it's not perfect, but he's still underneath the line of scrimmage. Look at those guys. Right? right? Now watch watch Ritter cut it back. Right? Ugh. Force them back again. Look at Kenny. Oh, crap. Now look at Preston. Ritter has the football. Right? And he's trying to get here. Look at Preston, flat-footed. Yep. You see, look, look, I mean, like, this is tough. And, again, they're yeah. gassed. I get it, but. And then he's, oh, man. Oh, man. 33. If you stop him there, guess what happens, guys? They kicked a field goal, and we got almost three minutes to score. You know? And you got one timeout plus the two-minute warning. It's tough. Um, a little later in that drive, fourth and inches, uh, this was the uh, the quick snap or whatever. This is what I believe uh, Carly Ray was talking about last night, Jacob. I want you to look. Look how quick our boy's getting under center here, right? And this is a heck of an overload set, too. Beautiful play design right here. Look at how everybody is standing up. Look at the deep. There's only one guy that's right. set. Everyone else is, like, looking around. Look look at, look, look at this everybody. Is this is the same. Guys, this, this is game on the line. If they, get, if they convert this fourth down, the game is over. And I put – Loafing WTF. <laughs> and again, they're tired. They're tired. I get it, man. I'm not sitting there pretending like, you know, I could do any better. Please don't take it that way. But look at look at this quick snap. Nobody's hardly set. They're trying to get down real quick. Oh. Calling out. Yeah, it's over. It is over. Quick toss. And again, look at Savage right here. You're going to see. And the, again, on, on Twitter, Jacob, what did we hear? Obvious running plays, and they they got everybody playing 10 yards off the ball. No, they don't. Look at all these bodies in the box with the game on the line, bro. Everybody is in the box. Everybody. Now, Savage, watch Savage here, right? He overshoots it, but at least he's back there. Good he's angle. A, I mean, he's he, a, he shoots the gap. He's attacking the football, right? This is the one I've got a problem with, and I've picked on him all day, and I'll finish the day that way. Look at Ja. Fourth and inches. You've seen the toss. You've seen the toss. And it's it's like the, the the tweet that I shared last night on the stream with Andy Herman, right? Like just him not wanting anything to do with tackling a running back. Look at Jaw. Watch Jaw the whole way. Uh, 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 uh What are we doing? Now we're going to attack and still miss. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad, man. That is not Joe Barry. I'm sorry, guys. Not Joe Barry. Yep. We made it. I, we probably went for two hours, but I want to get it all in. <laughs> Let's see where we're at. Hour and 17 ain't bad, I guess. If there's anybody left in here, I don't know why you're left in here. <laughs> because I did not have fun breaking that down. It it hurt a little. Yeah. If you see it, you got to say it, man. You got to say it. If you see it, you got to say it. So, all right. Let's go to the chat real quick. Just want to give a shout out to everybody. Dakota. Uh J. Rowe, we got United Bates, Zane Strong, Eric Sutherland in the house. We got the PTA posse out in full force. Love it. Paul Robertson. Um, let's see here. Nick McSwain, Stephen Smith again. Um, I don't think is there any questions, Jacob, we need to hit on? You've probably been reading them more than me. No, nah, we kind of already covered them. It's pretty okay. much what he's got. Cool. Um, this here's one real quick and then we'll go. I promise this will be only one. Milltown Corey, appreciate you dropping through. But he said, Did the Packers players underestimate the Falcons? Hopefully, great comeback uh, game against the Saints. 
I, you know, not being in the locker room, um, I don't, I don't like to make statements like that. Now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you asking the question. Um, those guys put their body on the line and they work their tails off. I'm not going to sit here and go, ah, oh, they just don't. I cannot stand to hear fans go, they have no heart. They don't want it. Bet me like those dudes, there ain't nobody on that field that said, you know, I don't care if we win this game or not. I know there's certain plays where you go, what are they thinking? You know, they're not giving 110% effort and all that. I, I venture to say everybody in the chat, including myself, probably don't give 110% at your job. So it's hard for me to say that they need to. <laughs> right. But it is what it is. Guys, it's a tough game. But again, 17 plays, Jacob. And I would say at least 12 or 13 of them were negative, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yep. And we only lost by one point. Bro. Without, like, without, again, our starting left tackle, our starting left guard, our starting running back, our starting number one receiver. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I, I'm excited about this team. It's a tough loss. And, and again, I really, I really think that Atlanta is that good of a team. I think that they're going to be an up-and-coming team going forward for sure. I think they surprised people last year, and they're a better team this year than they were last year. And you just got to tip your hat, man. Um, I think they did get outcoached, the Packers. I think they did get outplayed. But you know what, man? It's a young team. There's growing pains. We showed mistakes by Jordan Love. We showed mistakes by Jair Alexander. We showed mistakes by Rashawn Gary. We showed mistakes by a young offensive lineman that's trying to fill in for starters missing, right? It is what it is. Um, now we're ready to bury the ball, all right? Now we bury the game ball. I always like to you – know, people say on Monday morning, bury that game, bury the ball, forget it. Now we got to learn from it. We as fans need to learn exactly what happened. Now we bury the ball and we move on to the Saints. Do you and, think uh, that Matt LaFleur was especially a little bit perturbed? Because to me it seemed like he was a little more spicy. Because if you guys don't remember, he got basically his start in Atlanta. He spent a lot of time in Atlanta. Yeah. That was where he cut his teeth. And I think to me it was more of a personal game where he wanted to go in there and be like, you know, look what you guys lost kind of thing. I'll tell you another connection too, Jacob. I could be wrong, but Arthur Smith, I'm pretty sure, was the tight ends coach at Tennessee. I think that's so true too. They coached yeah. together in Tennessee. When to Tennessee. It, to so, me, it seemed like it was a personal matchup that he was not excited. And I think that way have been if, if David Bakhtiari decided not to play, I think that's why he uh, also was a little bit more perturbed just for another mm -hmm. reason, like another little – you mother, <laughs> you know, he got, he got, he got upset about it. You can tell he was not a happy Matt LaFleur. And uh, yeah. now I'll say this, Carly Ray in the chat, she says, can LaFleur not see the forest for the trees? I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Carly, but the way I take that question is, does he got too much on his plate? Is he, you know, to not be a head coach? I don't know if I a hundred percent believe that, but I know people around the game like Michael Lombardi um, and other former executives, they believe that not specifically with Matt LaFleur, but in general, when you're calling the plays on offense, you're not able to be a full head coach, right? Because you're focused on the play calling. You're focused on running the offense. As where you might have called that timeout. You know, think of that play with Dre matched up on Bijan, and we're saying, why didn't Matt call a timeout? Matt might have been looking at his play sheet going, all right, on this next drive, we're attacking with this, we're attacking with this, we're attacking with this, rather than making that decision to call a timeout in a, in a huge mismatch there. You know, that could be the case. Um, those are the things that, that when they talk about head coaches shouldn't be play callers, I get it. You know, I get it. And it's one of the reasons why Ernie Adams, I think it was, um, was Bill Belichick's right-hand man. Ernie Adams' sole job 
was to scout other teams and give him tips on specific plays. By the way, the interception in the end zone against the Seahawks that won the Patriots the Super Bowl, that was Ernie Adams found that pick play and made them practice it, gave it to Bill and said, you need to practice this. If they get down inside the five, they're going to run this play. And that's why they were successful. And what's funny is when they ran it in practice and scout team drills, the defense failed every single time. More specifically, Malcolm Butler, I think was yep. his name, yep. failed every time in practice, but he came away with the interception that won the Super Bowl. Right? He had Ernie Adams helping him with clock too. Literally, if Bill had a decision to make, Bill wasn't calling defensive plays. He's got Gerard, uh, Jared, Gerard Mayo calling plays on defense. He's got, over the years, Josh McDaniels, and now um, he's got uh, uh, Bill O'Brien, Billy Teapot back calling offensive plays. He's not calling plays. And he still had Ernie Adams in his ear saying, hey, Bill, you want to call timeout here? Hey, Bill, you want to go for two here? you got to have somebody there. Matt LaFleur may have that. I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm not in the building, obviously. But these are the things that really do matter. It really is. So, um, Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, i got to hit this real quick and we're done. Nick McSwain, i seen it. Did you all see the Patriots field goal block where dude got a run and start? Did you see it, Jacob? Bro, Pat McAfee and them broke it down. I was listening to it on podcast form. I didn't get to see the visual. But and Nick, you can you can comment if you want to. He caught a tip. Basically, Bill Belichick, this is what Belichick and the Patriots do. They study tape to no end. They caught a tip. There was something that he did. Nick, if you can remember, you may have heard the McAfee show or not. There was something that tipped him off where he would go. I think it was a deep breath. The guy would go before they snapped the ball, and they had it timed to a T. So when he it was like three seconds, then they snapped it, and they do got a running start. They caught that on film, bro. That's what great organizations do. That's what great organizations do. So pretty cool stuff. And uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Smith in the chat said the visual is fantastic. Hopefully um, – I'm not sure what you're referring to. If you're referring to this and us breaking down the plays, I'm glad you enjoyed it, buddy. But I want to thank everybody in the chat. We've went way over. We're going to get out of here. And, and go ahead and get this released. I do want to say, I want to give a special shout out real quick to our sponsors, Old Southern Barbecue. Um, appreciate them sponsoring the show. You can find them five locations um, in Rice Lake, Hudson, Arden Hills, Minneapolis, and Shakopee. If you're near those areas, go check them out. Um, you can go eat in there. Got awesome barbecue, awesome sides, the whole nine yards. Also, if you're planning on having a party catered, uh, check with them with their catering menu. Any of those locations, go online. You can see their catering menu there as well. They'll take care of all the work for you. And if you're at a distance like me, check out their website, www.oldsouthernbbq.com. They got sauces. They've got rubs. They got four different uh, sauces, Southern Gals, Rich and Smoky, Mild and Tangy, and Chicago Fire. They've got award-winning rubs where you can make your own ribs, your own brisket, everything at the house, and utilize their recipe years of putting that stuff together. And uh, that way you can you can be the MVP of your uh, your Packers party at home. Make sure you check out that website again, OldSouthernBBQ.com. Make sure you use the promo code before you check out of Packer. What is it? PackerNet15. Is that right? Let's yes, sir. PackerNet15. Yeah. yeah. Capital P, capital N, PackerNet15. Okay. No spaces. And that'll get you 15% off your order. We appreciate them. Jacob, I appreciate you hanging out with me, buddy. It's a lot funner. A lot of fun or listen to me, redneck. It's a lot more enjoyable when you uh, when you got somebody to talk ball with and break down these tapes. So appreciate everybody in the chat. Thank you all. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. 
you drive down and the first man goes inside. Pull back and go in. Take the first man outside the back. No one goes. Go right by them and field this side. YN has the linebacker taken out, that's inside. The YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. You look at this play, we'll be trying to get a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley. 